severe. Uh, today in our hot seat is John Mediana. He's the co-founder. He's the founder and CEO of Executive Brand Growth, and the agency solely focused on humanizing companies by building the personal brand of their CEOs and executive leaders in today's digital era. John has spent over 15 years behind a camera, a computer, and some of the largest influencers in the world. John has a very refreshing uh, perspective when it comes to building the digital footprint of leaders behind today's brands. It's all about human-to-human -human connectivity. The future of business is personal. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sabir. Great to be on your show. Super excited to be here. So today we will be tackling the the um, the topic of executive branding. So just to kind of give you context, John, I've had very talented influencers on on the show. For example, Brittany Crystal. She talked about and and she's very well known in the space. Uh, she talked about personal branding, right? Yeah. I've held. Uh, I've had. I've had uh, Christina, fully raw Christina. Um, you know who actually built her personality and and her brand and her companies and content and everything that she does all completely digital, right? So, but yeah, today's awesome. topic is not on necessarily personal branding. It's about being an executive, being a director, a manager, a VP, a um, you know a CEO, C-level executive, board That's of directors, right. or or even public speakers, I guess. You know, how do you go about building your brand as an executive, which has its own set of challenges and uh, and and um, that's that's an amazing topic. I wanted to kind of tackle it with you today. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, John, what is executive branding? Yeah, I mean, we could really have you know have conversation around executive branding and what it is and what it's not. I like to think of executive branding as just like uh, reputation management, really. Um, everyone has a personal brand. If you are breathing, if you're alive, if you're on planet earth, you have a brand, right? And some, some people call that the personal brand, but when it comes to executive branding, it's about your executive leadership. It's about how your reputation is managed, not only digitally, but in person, you know, the relationships that you build, your, your network, your, your, your employees, your leadership team, you carry a brand. Everybody has a brand. Everybody has a reputation. And if you're an executive, you carry that brand and reputation every single day. It, whether you like that you have a brand or not, you have a brand. Trust me. People absolutely uh, know your brand and they're familiar with your brand that are in proximity to you. And you got to focus it and understand like, okay, I have a brand, an executive brand, and it, it is my reputation. And how do I nurture that? How do I continue to build that brand up in today's world? Yeah. You know, one of the challenges, and, and I've been an executive, I've been, uh, I've, I've actually climbed the stair, the corporate ladder of, of being a manager, supervisor, VP, you know, director, uh, SVP, EVP, C-level executive, you know, I've done all of those things. When you're in, you, when you are in, in the mix of things, you know, when, when you are running these companies, right, or you're running these brands, right, uh, product brands and company brands, you almost don't even think about yourself at all. You don't, you know, you to, really to don't. you, it's like, uh, let's say if I work for Pepsi, right, as an example, if I work for Pepsi, it's everything about Pepsi, not necessarily... Uh, you know, I, I don't see myself doing anything. So how do how do how do I distinguish myself from that? Like the 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 employer that I have, or the even in your case, well, executive brand growth as yeah. a company versus John Mediana as a talent. You know, right, yeah. those are two different things. What Absolutely. are your thoughts on that? How how do I navigate that? And as a CEO and executive, do I need um, my own social media? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I uh, hope today we could tackle that question for sure. When I think about, you know, uh, being an executive, right, being a leader, being a C-suite person, and, and uh, you, you talked a little bit about that. And first of all, you have an amazing, amazing accomplishments, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you. having to climb that ladder and, and really be in that executive position in C-suite, it is a feat, right, to accomplish. And, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of executives, CEOs, CTOs, um, and, and a lot of C-suite people every single day. 
And their, their biggest thing is like, John, I'm just so focused on the work, right? I'm so focused on the work that I do. I get up, I get excited about the work I do. And I, I don't really like, is personal branding really a thing? Do I need to focus on that at all? Like, I don't even like social media. I'm not a social media techie type of person. Like, does it really matter for me to be online? Can I just focus on the work to be done here in my company and, and the, the team that I'm leading every single day? Because that's just one other thing to think about, right? That's just one other thing to put on my busy calendar to think about, you know, being on social and all that stuff. And, and let me tell you, um, and this is a conversation I do have every single day with, with clients and executives all the time. It's like, absolutely. Yeah. Your work is so important. The work that the energy and time and, and just precision and thought leadership that you put into the work that you do at your company is really, really important right? That's why we wake up every single day. And that's why you're a leader in your field, in your industry and in your uh, corporation, in your company, whether you're leading, you know, a team of five or a team of 50 or a team of 500, right? Your position and in, in your, your skill set and your job is, is the work that you do. And, and let me just tell you, it, no better way can you continue to grow that passion uh, then, then being online and actually showcasing the work that you do, you are a leader in your space and people need to um, see your leadership in action, right? Because you are so passionate. You have a definite why, right? I haven't talked to one executive or one leader that doesn't have a why that's driving what they do every single day, whether they're working for, you know, Pepsi or working for Facebook or working for all these big companies or even small, smaller companies. And, you know, they're running small businesses probably, you know what I mean? They're the founder and CEO of, of small businesses and, and cities and all that stuff. And the thing is like every, what I've learned and why I love working with CEOs and love working with founders and love working with executives is because they are attached to the purpose of the work, right? And the thing is, we could get caught up in that purpose every day and like, I just want to focus on the work. I just want to focus on the work. But your job really is, as a leader is to continue to provide vision and where we're going in the future. What's the future of work look like for your company and your industry? And, you know, you got to ask yourself, well, if I'm doing the work, right, and, and I, I do I need to be on social media um, or all these things? I'm like, you don't have to be on social media, but this is the digital currency of today. Social media is the currency of attention, of, of continuing to spread the vision of, and mission of your work in the, the company that, you, uh, that you're leading, right? So it would be a, almost like a, a dissatisfaction. It would be a tragedy if you didn't understand that today's world, the, the currency is digital and that the future of business is personal. So showing your personality, showing your leadership, showcasing that is actually, it's, it's working against you if you're just continuing just to focus on the work. Yeah, that's the joy. Maybe you get so much joy out of, and, and I'm sure everybody that that is in that executive position does get some joy and purpose out of the work they do or else they wouldn't be doing it. It's, it's you know, I, I've talked to so many executives and like 95, 98% of them are, are, are in the position, not because of just the pay, but because of the impact that they create in the work that they do. That's why they do the jobs that they do. And yeah, the rest, like, you know, it is about money, right? <laughs> of course, like I got to make a living, right? Uh, doing what I do. But a lot of them that I talk to is definitely about the impact that they create in their work. So using social media is an amplification tool, right? It is a, it is a tool. It's not, it's nothing more than that other than, Hey, I want to showcase like the work that I do that I get excited about. I wouldn't, if you got so super excited about something, wouldn't you want to tell the world about it and the impact that you're making? Right. So I would say like, yes, 1000% be on social media, show up and continue to show your leadership, um, in this digital currency. So one thing before I ask my question, my next uh, question or statement I'm going to make, uh, first, I want to welcome for the first time our LinkedIn Live attendees. Uh, this is our very first broadcast where we are on LinkedIn Live. But prior to that, we were always have been on 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 YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But this is our first episode on on uh, LinkedIn Live, so I'm very excited about that. Which brings me to the LinkedIn question, yeah. right? I've been on so many profiles because I come across m many talented presidents and CEOs and CMOs and stuff like that. And 
it, it's incredible even now, like if, if I look at that uh, executive's uh, resume, it will be amazing. There will be a cover letter set up already on an incredible paper stock. It's going to be on, uh, you know, the, the, the resume is going to be amazing. When you go to the LinkedIn profile, it says president of XYZ company. There is no bullets. There is no description. It just yeah. says the person has been there for 23 years, you know, yeah. and nothing else. No other contacts. Maybe some of them might put their school that they went to. Right. That's it. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, yeah. to me, it's it's that's a, that's an executive. I mean, that's a <laughs> professional platform. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel I, I definitely feel like I know where you're going with this because it is almost a, a disservice if you haven't focused on actually dis, it's it's like it's like you're a chef and you're bringing this presentation and you're bringing this food and, and you've been a chef for 25 years. Right. But if you plate something and it's just like. What, what is it like you know you show it to your, your guests that show up to your restaurant and it's just like one one piece uh on a plate a small little tiny you know thing on a plate they're gonna be like have you really been doing this for 25 years it's not showing your expertise you're not showing or showcasing what you actually do so today's world the way people you know function and and surprisingly enough and you know sometimes it's unfortunate because of social media and the you know uh the attention span that we have we have now digressed into like a uh attention span lesson of a goldfish right three seconds right no, is, no, no. Is, John, correct number is 1.7 seconds. 1.7. Okay, so I need to be <laughs> updated, right? It's so, a swipe. One swipe. One That's it. 1.7. Milliseconds, right? Milliseconds, is, it feels, <laughs> where someone can see your, your page, your profile, and just be like, okay, no. You know, and they're, they're going to skip and, and, you know, go to the next one. And today's world, um, we got to fight that attention. And, and you, John, you're like, John, why, why though? I don't, I don't care about that stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. You don't care. But the people that are following your story, your company, your brand, the people buying your products, they care. So you should care because your customers care, right? The, your audience cares. And the thing is, if that's the first impression, right? And that's that's the thing about executive branding. What's the first impression? What's the first? I can I can tell you exactly like um, when I meet executives and CEOs, I can remember the most memorable moments. The, the first time I ever shook their hand or met them, or maybe they did a keynote and I was like, wow, this person is on fire. They're amazing. And, you know, um, it, that first impression is, is the thing that sticks in people's minds, right? So going to your LinkedIn page and looking at your banner, your profile photo, your bullets, it, it puts a, a first impression together that makes me feel like, oh, it, it builds likability, trust, and it, it builds authority, right? So if you're an executive, if you're a CEO, if you're a founder, if you're a keynote speaker, an author in today's world, you have to really focus on what is your first impression? What is your digital impression? Because once people go on that page and see your content, right, that's the first thing that they see is you, you say that you've been on, you know, in the company, you've been a leader for over 20 something years, um, but we don't know anything else about that. And th that is a, is a tragedy because today's currency, again, is digital. So I would love to see more executives and CEOs actually taking the time and actually saying, I care about this because my customer cares and my, my partner, my strategic partners care, right? The, like the, when they see my LinkedIn and, and there's no profile banner up there, like, you know, it kind of, it kind of makes me wonder, like if you're on, if you're on Twitter and you have like one of those egg shaped icons, I'm like, is this real? Is this a person that's actually a real person? <laughs> right. Or is someone, is someone trying to be this person? Right. So I would love to see, you know, relevant content, relevant up updated content because that that is where we are today right and keeping things relevant keeping things alive you know sharing your business um with people and and personalizing that on linkedin specifically is one of the the keys to growing your brand and growing your executive leadership you know uh, it's interesting in your bio i talked about the you know about your background about human connection right yeah to me, it's such a disconnect in, in 2021, right? Yeah. If let's reset the clock. If this was 1982, right? Or let's let's uh, let's pay, pay tribute to what is it, 1984 or 82? Yeah, Steve yeah. Jobs with yeah, a yeah. hammer, right? Mm -hmm. if, if this was 1982, you would say, okay, you know what? I want to go go in. Um, I want to go and attend Harvard. I want to go yep. and attend MIT. I want to. Mm -hmm. 
called Cornell, NYU. Why? Or, or Yale, right? Yeah. Because of the network. Yep. The people I'm going to meet there, I'm going to build a community that's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Yep. Right? And the education and the network, that camaraderie. You see the disconnect? We're in 2021. We have the tools where you don't have to pay. I mean, all those free. are great, by the way. I love school, you know, and I, and right. I do speak at uh, Harvard Business School every year Yeah, as a, as a lecturer there. Uh, love school. But you have the tools now to communicate, to actually build that community yeah. and build that bridge also. That's right. Like, let's say I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to go to Yale, right? Because I attended Harvard. I attended yeah. some other school, right? Yeah. But I, I, you know, you have something to share there. Like you could be sharing that knowledge. You could be sharing that, you know, you, what you have within you that, yes. that makes yeah. you unique as a human yeah. being, as a professional, as well as as a human being. Because your POV into whatever you're solving uh, in, in a professional world is very different. That's right. No two doctors treat their patient the same way. That's right. They don't, you know. Yeah. And and I'm using doctors as an example. You, you could be a CEO of, of telecom, you know. Yeah. And if you, if you see the comp the guy who's running T-Mobile runs it very differently than Sprint or yeah. AT&T or any of the other companies. It's it's just that, you know, everybody has their own flavor of, of doing things. And you will have, a, you could actually build a tribe based right. on based on your POV that's very unique, even yeah. though both of you may have gone to Yale. That's right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You could have gone through the same schools, you know. Yeah, we always say your vibe attracts your tribe. You know, if you're trying to reach everybody, you're going to reach nobody, right? And it's, it's so important in today's world that, you know, it, it's just so funny to me as, as a kid growing up, I spent a lot of time trying to just fit in, right? As a kid, we were like, I just want to fit in. I just want friends. I just want to, but when you grow older, you're like, I just want to stand out. How do I stand out? Right. And, and that's the thing, your, your personality as a leader, your, your leadership is different than the CEO of, or of another company, but people subscribe to your leadership because you've demonstrated your values, your, your vision, your, you know, where you want to take the company, what, you know, what your passions are. And you, you tie that into the human to human connectivity because you're not a cookie cutter, you know, kind of like what I need to say, like my, my paragraph that's like this message that is that is super corporatized it's like if, if you read my bio it says i help people that say that put i help in their bios and i'm helping people make a gary vaynerchuk amount of content online right to to help them create a brand online and that bio is not saying like oh i'm the this that that like i'm like no i, I really want to connect to people on a human level and, you know, talk like they're, they've been my friends forever. And funny enough, I get DMs literally like nearly every single day saying your bio is the best. I, I love your bio. And I just want to, I just want to be in your network. How, how can we communicate to it? How can we just like, you know, be part of, of this community together? So I'm like, wow, like that human connectivity actually helps you stand out as a, as an executive and as a leader. Once you start sharing like, Hey, if I could just talk to you, like I would talk to my colleague or my employee or staff, or, you know, you get to humanize your, your personal brand, executive brand, and you could actually increase the reach of your, your, um, your potential network, you know, and your network is your net worth, by the way, you know, yeah. and we all, we all heard that before. Right. But it's true. It's about who, you know, not, not what, you know, Right. And it's it's the who that help, you know, build your impact and reach your human impact. And if you can just create less friction from people going onto your LinkedIn and being like, oh, this person's not active or they're not, you know, that that, that is a, a, a friction piece that will create less connectivity. So if you want to increase more connectivity and reach and brand, uh, affirm, you know, um, affiliation, right. Um, you got to start thinking, how do I connect to people human to human? And how do I show showcase my executive leadership? And how likely is it? I mean, this is a very obvious question, right? Yeah. How likely is it? Like, let's say if you are a VP or, or, or a director or even C level, right. Yeah. CMO. Yeah. At a specific industry, right? Let's say CPG, mm -hmm. right? How likely is it that you will sol be solving problems that are kind of unique or different in telecom, for example? 
right? Yeah. It's kind of a rhetorical question, right? <laughs> it is. But, but, but the thing is, how likely is it? Uh, to me, I've never ever in my career have said I know everything. No. I, I don't. Right. Even when whether I'm interviewing uh, top talent like yourself, right? Yeah. Or, or, or people asking me questions like on DM, they ask right. me questions. But like, wow, that's an incredible <laughs> question. I didn't right. even think about the question, let alone yeah. now they're expecting me to give them an answer. Right now, they they're making me think about a solution that I, I if I was in a CPG company, a C level mm -hmm. executive there, I may not even have thought of that question at all. Right, and and so, that's that, that that's that is a great point to make because, you know, you're you're in the CC suite position because you are a problem solver, right? Because of your experience and your practicing, right? And the thing is, like, uh, you know, the the guru mentality versus the guide mentality. A guru would be like, I know everything. I'm going to give you all the answers, right? But a guide, that is the sweet, sweet executive, I believe. I believe the executives are guides in, the, in their company, in their leadership. They're not there necessarily knowing all the answers, but they are willing to do the work, right? They're willing to do the work because of the experience and the knowledge that they have, the skill set, and the way that they handle stress management too, by the way, is a huge important part and piece of leadership. And, uh, and, and when you're positioned as a guide, like, Hey, there, here's a problem. Well, let's come together and figure it out. And, and the C-suite leadership is, is bringing other people into the conversation that's on their team. Right. So there, it's not just up to them to, to lead, you know, or solve the problem. They, they have a team that's like, Hey, I'm going to put all these players together on my team and we're going to solve this problem together and showcasing that practitioner part, right? The way they demonstrate leadership, the way they demonstrate how they solve problems. That is huge. That is huge in today's world. That is so, so valuable. I mean, you have very talented uh, leaders like um, and there are several examples of it. I'll use one that's very popular right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk versus Tesla, right? <laughs> Tesla is the brand yeah. versus Elon Musk, right. you know, and I, I don't remember seeing the last tweet or last post by Tesla, but I see plenty of content from Elon Musk. Right. Well, well, and, and also... Uh, the, the other example, I forgot the name of, of, of the person at T-Mobile, right? John. Uh, yeah, John. John. Yeah. Uh, Lajeen. Yeah, something like that. I, I cannot yeah. pronounce the last name. He I'm sorry, John. a lot. <laughs> yep. So John versus T-Mobile, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what, what are your thoughts about that? This, this is my thought, right? Corporations and companies are designed to make money. Right. And it, a, a good friend of mine, Sasha, you know, Sasha, he yeah. had he had told me, he's like, you know, John, man, companies are designed to be really narcissistic. Right. It's funny because like if you look up the definition of narcissistic is like, you know, a company we all know companies are designed to make money and to employ people and all that stuff. But when once a company starts trying to humanize itself, it seems very much like a uh, virtue signaling of, you know, um, we're doing something to impact the world. Yes, but it makes more sense for the leadership to showcase like, Hey, this is what I think about every single day. And this is the company that I'm leading. Right? So when I look at Elon Musk's uh, Twitter account, he has a massive audience and massive uh, value and affinity for his audience. And his audience is like, every single tweet is like, you know, fire to them. They want to repost it. They call him the meme king, right? Because he just doesn't, you know, he, he his brand is super quirky. But if you saw Tesla putting stuff out like that, they couldn't do it. People just wouldn't retweet. They wouldn't respond to it very well as much as they would with Elon Musk because of his thought leadership, because of how he built the company. And, and they follow that leadership. They don't necessarily follow the company. You're going to have a lot of followers like, you know, for for your company, obviously, people want to see the latest things that that you're working on, like Apple, right? There's a huge Apple event coming up on the 14th, and we're like trying to find the new, like, see what the new iPhone is all about. But mostly, people like to follow people. People don't buy from a, a company; they buy from a person, right? People don't network with a corporation; they network with a person or a leader on the corporation on on the C-suite or an employee. That is how today's world functions. The future of business is personal. This is why his Instagram, his his Twitter, his everything's blowing up when it comes to executive leadership, executive branding, uh, CEOs. When you put a, a CEO in the forefront and they leave their ivory tower, 
you start getting a lot of attention and engagement and seeing how they actually lead their company because people have the buying power now. They have their they're voting with their dollar. They're voting with, you know, who do they want to affiliate with? And if they don't have if a CEO and on the flip side, if the CEO has a bad rep, no one's going to want to buy that product or, or, you know, purchase from that company because the CEO isn't, you know, the best representation of what they're trying to do. So, you know, that that um, affinity for the brand is going to decrease. Right. But if you could bring a positive affinity to to your brand by showcasing your leadership, actually engaging on social media, showing that you're a human being, that, you know, you actually have you you have a family, you like going out, you got hobbies. How can people connect with you on a personal level, but also showcase um, just answering questions that people have? Like that's one of the best ways to showcase your authority and leadership in the space and and the expertise that you have uh, gathered over these years and as, as an executive right is answering questions maybe tough questions that the industry that you're specifically in are having about you know the future of business or products or even right now the biggest topic that i'm seeing is the return to the workplace topic right how do i return how how are companies leading the charge and returning to the workplace what are they doing so ceos are either you know uh getting super getting uh negative right uh uh PR or they're getting positive PR and their their businesses are actually skyrocketing because they are demonstrating their leadership in this in this new space. So that's really important. Yeah, I mean remote work right now is a gigantic topic throughout yeah. the world, not just not just the US, you know. Right. Um, uh, there have been studies that are actually showing that uh, uh, employees are even more productive because they don't have to waste what is it uh, on average you would be <laughs> an hour each way to just get from home to work and yes. well, from work to yeah. home. Uh, and and also the other testament is like the te- savings accounts of people have gone up because yeah. they're not buying breakfast. They're not buying lunch, you know, they're not, they're, they're not eating, eating cooked meal, whatever yeah. they have at, at home. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I feel like, you know, if you are an executive or in the C-suite position, you know, your conversations around how is, how am I leading a team that's, that is, that is dealing with the hybrid workplace and how do I help energize a team and and help inspire a team to continue not to do the work, but bring out the best work that they can in this new world where we're trying to figure out the return to work, right? The return of the workplace situation and what's really effective right, right now today, this is the greatest time um, of history where we're that uh, business leaders can actually leverage social media, LinkedIn, and digital on a free platform, by the way. They don't have to pay for this stuff. It's free, right? But they could showcase how they're leading the the narrative when it comes to bringing their employees back to work or providing a solution to help help their employees mental health physical health all these things that that are challenging the world the the workforce in today's world where we have now five generations under one roof right that is that is in the workforce and it's like they can use and leverage their leadership and their platforms to to share and and really input uh, some value into the narrative of the future of work uh, there are many different uh, types of leaders, right? Um, I'll 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 compare myself to Gary V, right? Yeah. And and in one specific uh, personality trait, right? And that has to do with being an extrovert or an introvert, right? Yeah. Uh, Gary can pick up a phone, turn it on, and start speaking, and it's gold, right? Yeah. To me, it requires a lot of work because I'm an introvert. I'm not yeah. an extrovert. And this is actually against my personality <laughs> to be hosting a show like this, you know? Oh, you're doing uh, a great job, Sabir. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so w- what's your message? I mean, what, what is your thought about, you know, helping? Because um, if you're an extrovert, mm-hmm. your challenge would be your mind is too chaotic because right. you're thinking about too many things and you may not get anything done. Right, yeah. The introvert, you're thinking too much about something and you're mm-hmm. worried too much about being in front of a camera, in front of lights yeah. and microphone and stuff, or even writing, that to, to you, that exposes you. You feel like you're exposed and increases your anxiety. Yeah, So absolutely. both sides could have their, their successes and failures, but what, how do you navigate those waters as an executive, yeah. if you're, especially if you're an introvert? Absolutely. I love this question because I've worked with so many CEOs, founders, executives, even you know keynote speakers and authors right? that, that struggle with 
you know, um, some of them are extroverts and they just go, 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 go. And they, they're just like, they love being on camera. They love the attention. It's, it's great. And sometimes that to a detriment, it's like, oh, like, what do they say? And it's on the internet. So it just exists forever. <laughs> right. And then there's uh, the other side, which is introverts, right. Um, where they really love writing. They love blogging. They love to read. They love, you know, very uh, one-on-one kind of, um, type of, of communication tool. So my, my biggest, you know, uh, advice when I'm talking to a lot of these leaders and executives is find what is your rhythm and flow, find the thing that it, like, it's creating that self-awareness. Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Um, I would even do like, you know, I would even, I put our, our, our team has done like Enneagram tests and seeing like what type of personality tests we have. So have you done personality tests where you can actually see on paper, like oh this I didn't know this about me and then creating the less less friction between you and creating content because content you know we always say one piece of content will change the trajectory of your business right one piece of content is going to change things so whether you're an introvert and you like to write how can you utilize that superpower, that writing superpower, or uh, to your advantage? Maybe you want to write blogs, and you know, you uh, one of our clients they write, they're a contributor to Forbes, right? But they don't actually, they don't, uh, they're not on videos, but they deliver keynotes and all these other things. And finding the less friction for them to create content and distribute that content, because the biggest struggle that we see um, is not the personal branding side per se, but the content execution side. And you have to have a, a new relationship with what content looks like. Because a lot of people are saying like, John, I'm not a video person. I don't even like being on Zoom calls. <laughs> you know, I don't like seeing myself on camera. But I can tell you right now, I love talking and, and being on audio one-on-one, right? So I'm like, okay, so you like talking audio one-on-one? What if we just got you on calls, right? And we just recorded the calls with you and, and your employees, your clients, or like these master classes that you like to put on every quarter, you know, you want to find the, the, the quickest way or the less friction path of less friction to create content because you never know. You could turn all that stuff today in today's world. You can find someone on, on online that will turn your audio to a visual piece and you could distribute that online and that will showcase your leadership, right? So there's many different forms and ways to create content. You got to find what ways work best for you and how do you leverage those ways that you're comfortable with finding your flow of creating that and showcasing your leadership through that. And then the other stuff is just, you know, you could solve those problems very, very quickly in today's digital tech world, right? People, your employees, you know, you have, maybe you have an internal marketing team, media team, they could take your writings or articles and turn them into audio or video or visual, right? With like B-roll and and stuff like that, that you could get royalty-free B-roll and they just put voiceovers on. So there's lots of opportunities and ways to solve stuff. Um, You just got to find your flow of content and how you, you have to have self-awareness a little bit about how you like to deliver content and then find the who or the how to get those things um, online you know one one thing that you said in there that I want to I want to pick on a little bit yeah. right and, and as a, as a great great advice I would say um, getting to the right answer should mm. be your goal right not necessarily that you have the right answer right, right? that mindset journey to the right yeah. answer journey yeah. to the right answer meaning that if you find if you do that personality test and you find out that you're an amazing writer right? Okay, that's a good thesis. Let's start with writing. Let's do some yeah. basic posts. Let's do some uh, small articles on Medium or LinkedIn or something like that, right? Right. Yeah. Or you know, maybe you're gonna do it and it's not gonna connect. But yeah. how many? How often did you do it? Right. That's the right. The answer shouldn't be that. Oh, I I, <laughs> I did this one massive article, five thousand words. That's right. Why wasn't it ten articles, five hundred words, and it was it's- a it was a post? It is the continuation of practice, right? It's, it's about doing the work. And, you know, you could even see on my hat here, like <laughs> we champion the words, do the work because, you know, if you're, if you're following people, a lot of, a lot of executives, they like, they like following influencers online and like gurus and stuff. And they're all saying the same stuff. Hey, turn off social media and actually create something, right? Yeah. 
that's what they're trying to do. And it's like, oh yeah, but that's just too, you know, that's just too difficult. I don't, I don't know how to, you know, so they get caught up in the how instead of just doing the work and they find out like, oh, this is like, it's like going to the gym. It's like, it's like, you know, building a muscle when it comes to creating content or, or uh, creativity, right? It's, it's all about starting. It's all about that journey. I love what you said is the journey to getting to the right answers, right? And it's the journey piece. It's the practicing. It's the practice of the daily, like, okay, today I'm going to write. If you, if you love to write, we'll start writing, you know? And uh, I was, it was so funny. One, one of my friends were like, what happens if you get like writer's block or content block? I'm like, okay, if you're a writer, right? What, what do you do? You write. Okay. So if you have writer's block, guess what you're going to do? Just keep on writing, right? You're going to write tons of garbage, like, you know, essays and paragraphs and, and stuff. It, you're, you're not going to have masterpieces all the time. You know, it's so funny because Picasso, he's actually created over thousands of art pieces, but only a handful of them people would consider masterpieces. Isn't that funny, right? Like those are just small, like the way people place their value on things. It, it's like, oh, this is a masterpiece. It's like, well, he was the practicing part. He was, he was just doing the work. He was just painting what he felt. And then people labeled masterpiece on, on his work and was like, okay, like I'm just an artist, right? I'm just a content creator. I'm just an executive leading a team into the future of what work is. And the work that we do is creating that human impact. Okay, cool. Continue to practice that and showcase that and write about it, do videos about it, you know, record your, your team meetings and, and the things that you guys talk about internally. And, and you'll be surprised that that muscle is going to get stronger and stronger. And one day you're going to show up on LinkedIn on live on Sabir's podcast, <laughs> talking about the work that you've been doing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hope that that helps and bring some, uh, some insight into how you could create content. I mean, one, one way that I usually answer that question is I said, Go on YouTube and find type in Gary V Wine Library episode one. <laughs> episode one. Your first video is gonna be your worst video. Right? Yeah. Your his first dad comes into the room, yeah. shakes his head, goes like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> the lighting is very bad. You can barely hear him. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it right? Doesn't. You have yeah. to you have to start somewhere, right? You got to. You have to, and and especially, I mean, he was working with old cameras, there were no iPhones at that time when he <laughs> no, started, right? Wasn't. Yeah. But now you could actually put a, a, your iPhone on a nice camera, on, yeah. a, on a nice stand and put a little light on top of it that's and it. stand close yeah. enough, it's gonna pick up your voice. That's it, that's all that's you it. need. You don't and need you don't anything even, else. You don't, you know, it's so funny. I, I love that you said that because a lot of times, you know, just just people in general, they, they get in the way of like, well, I need this. I need the toolbox good lighting. I need the microphone. I, yeah, the toolbox, exactly. I love that. By the way, I love that. You got to coin yeah. that, bro, uh, for sure. But it's like, you know, you don't even need to know how to edit. You could go live like we're on right now. And yep. you could go from, from your iPhone, this device right here that you carry, you know, in your hand every day. And you could just go live, answer some questions that are in your industry that people are asking. And guess what? People are going to look at you like, oh, like you're, you're an authority in the space. You, you, yeah. I love the way you answered that question. And it's demonstrating your leadership through asking frequently asked questions, right? In the industry, like a lot of people have questions in this industry. Are you answering them? How are you answering them? Are you showing up? Right. And solving problems. So I love that. I, I mean, there are so many communities and forums and reddits and subreddits and the Cora and so many places. I mean, there are so many <laughs> so forums many. on 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 uh, on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Right. Do you join your within your industry? Do you join that group? And if somebody asks a question, you know, are, are you jumping in and and answering that question in, in a right. very intelligent way? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That could be the answer. I mean, it Absolutely. doesn't matter that you're not coming up with original content. Mm. You're doing Q&A. Right. And then and you, at the end of the month, if you have answered 10 questions, compile them. Yep. This is the question. This is, was my response. Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. That that's becomes a, great, a medium article, push it out. <laughs> that's a great content strategy. I, I hope you're writing this down, uh, audience. Those of you who are viewing this right now, please write down that content strategy of, hey, pick 10 questions that are in your industry this week and write answers for them or record a video on your phone and, and answer the questions that people are asking. Because guess what? If someone's asking that question, a lot of people are asking those questions. And if you have the insight and know how, how to answer those questions and bring a solution, that is content content for you to make. And you know what? It's so funny because one of our, our um, clients was like, well, what do you think about Clubhouse? And I was like, it's great. 
it is so good. Go on Clubhouse, answer a few questions, get in those rooms. And guess what? When it's your turn to talk or if you're leading it, push the record button on your phone and while you're answering the question, right? Because it's an authentic way to, to give uh, your, your practitionership, your knowledge away and, and help solve problems on a space that people are already asking. So find the things and niches in your space that, that really align with your brand and your company and get in, get in the communities, be a part of the communities. Don't be scared to be like, well, what if I don't answer them? Right. If you, you know, you, you got to train that muscle of having to solve problems. You already do it and you're, because you're a sweet C-suite, you know, executive and leader. So why don't you just add a little bit uh, throughout the week and, and spread that knowledge a little bit and answer some questions in the community because I'm, I'm telling you one, one piece of content away from changing the directory of your business, of your uh, executive brand, it's going to change your life. And here's my thought, John, also. If you're a leader in an industry, right? Mm -hmm. A C-level executive, VP, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. If there is no information or bad information online about your industry, I think that it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility yes. to turn that thing around. 1,000%. No, don't stand there on the sidelines and complain no. that there is bad, <laughs> bad information, bad data, bad this, yeah. bad that. Be the change in that Be industry. The because Be the of change. Your, yeah. It's your fault that bad information is out there. Like, you well, should actually it, overcome that by publishing the right information. If you if you see bad information or disinformation about something that is in your expertise, in your leadership, in your industry, it is your sole responsibility to go and say, hey, this is wrong. I know this is a popular opinion, but let me tell you why, you know, this isn't the best solution or this is probably not what, why, why this is wrong. Right. So it is your responsibility because you are a leader. That's it. Right. Because you got You have the expertise. If you're, you're not in an executive position because, you know, you randomly stumbled upon, you know, or you made like a fake resume and you're now, no, there's, there's a reason that you're in your position, regardless of what company or agency that you're part of, Right. And it is one of your sole responsibilities as a leader, as an executive, as a sweet C-suite to answer these questions and to bring the right information. Right. And to say, hey, like, you know, that's an alternative. But let me tell you what's worked for us in our company and what's worked for me. Right. Because once you share that perspective, you're giving to the world. You're living this generous lifestyle where you're actually like, hey, let me just share with you our experience in this space. You know, and one of the the companies that are thriving and just really doing good in today's world, in this post-pandemic world, is the ones that are sharing the things that they've tried and practiced and failed over and over and over again get, to get to a result that that is now working for their company. And they've been able to share that information with the world and the world is getting something from their experience, whether it's, you know, it's a failed experience or a successful one, they were able to share their insight and test and, and did all these things to, uh, to practice what the solutions were. So the whole coming back to work, the workplace, man, they, they are, people are testing things and trying things. And if you could just share that online, and solve some problems, your business is going to just explode and people are going to be curious enough to want to continue to follow you and listen to what you're doing with your company. And they're going to want to be part of your tribe because they love the way you lead your team. And, and if you have any doubts, remember one of the best shows on TV had to do with The Office. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. By the way, we're avid office watchers in our family <laughs> and we just can't, we just, that's one of our favorite shows. And it's yeah. just like, you know, Michael Scott moments, you know, like, <laughs> no, I mean, really you know, some of, some of the things that they talk about in, I mean, it, it is comedy, right? So yeah. they exaggerate some parts of it, sure. but what I can tell you is you always come across and there is a reason why I'm bringing it up here right now. Yeah. Um, you come across the types of people who are like Jim, who are yep. like Dwight, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, you always come across people like that in, in, in a working organization. It's true. Yeah. For the least you could, uh, you know, there are some, uh, 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 I'm, I'm forgetting their screen names right now that their social handles that folks produce content that has to do with their profession specifically and the types of things that happen to them in a yeah. work day. Yeah. And to them, that's that's how they're sharing their 
their their life, their professional yeah. life with their audience, right? Uh, it doesn't mean that they're pushing the company that they work with. Like, you know, the, mm. the HR person from Pepsi <laughs> is not sharing that, oh, this happens to me at Pepsi, but this is what happens in the world of HR, for example. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, uh, brought, brought in the stroke a little bit about like, hey, this is what happens in the world of HR. And here's the thing, like people, uh, it, it's an attention thing, right? Like people, how, how are you? Storytelling is such a powerful thing. And we have stories every single day that happens in our com companies, right? And it's like, how do you, uh, are you creating avenues to share those stories, to create relatability, to create human to human connection and feel that the reason why The Office is one of the biggest shows in the world is not necessarily the relatable part because all these people are characters but people know someone in their life that has those relatable traits yeah. of those characters and they literally you know i i was talking to my wife i was like oh that person reminds me of, of michael j of uh, michael scott you know or that person right it's like that person's a dwight like i start <laughs> naming people but the relatability part it's something that that we should continue to strive and achieve because it's it's we're designed that way, human to human connectivity. We're designed to communicate. We're designed to to share moments and and share stories and all that. That that is how you know we are designed as as a community as a culture, right? And it, it's the stories that that drive that connectivity and stories that will increase the brand reputation and and the affinity that people have for your brand because of storytelling, right? And and you know you could even look at the hugest and largest companies documentaries for companies are huge and people want to just see the behind the scenes stuff. You know, it's so funny that, that um, I'm a huge Marvel fan and, and like a super geek DC comics and all that stuff. If you know me personally and the thing I love more, I don't watch uh, the Marvel movies and cinematic um uh, storytelling as much as i do the behind the scenes and like the tiktoks and the reels of the the celebrity or the the, the characters behind the scenes and how they made the movie i think that gets more views than the actual film itself if they could monetize uh the way that the, the behind the scenes work i'm sure people you know they make so much more money than the actual film because people want to see behind the curtain they want to see like oh that person's a real human being you know or that person's that's how they got that shot that's how they directed it they want to see behind the scenes so are you as an executive showing people um not necessarily like have to show them everything or behind the scenes for everything because a lot of times you got to you know you got ndas you're working with company policies and stuff like that but are you sharing stories um that are relatable that that just that really demonstrate your leadership or just maybe is really funny right because people love value entertainment and comedy right mm -hmm. and those are the the biggest topics on online that gets the most views and gets attention and are you continuing to do that with your brand or, or your your um on your uh, social media so john um what are the like let's say i'm an executive i've not done anything on social right i'm just building up the scenario for you yeah, I've not done anything on social except for, you know, somebody told me LinkedIn was important. So I set up my profile. It just says I'm the president of this XYZ company yeah. or VP. I, I've been working there for 23 years. I've not posted anything. Even my profile is not complete on, on LinkedIn, yeah. let alone I don't have a Twitter. I don't have LinkedIn, uh, Instagram or anything. Okay. What are the five things I should be doing uh, in, in the bottom four months of 2021 and definitely scale it up in 2022? What, what's the five things that you would like get me off my butt? I want to, I want to go and do this. Number one, go follow us a beer on LinkedIn and John <laughs> and yeah, follow us too, or go to our website, whatever you, you know you want to do, but, but just, just watch how people show up online would be my first, you know, um, my first number one, uh, uh, answer is, is watch how people show up. What are they talking about in your industry? Follow the, the, your colleagues and leaders that are in this industry. Follow their LinkedIn and see how they, how, how they respond to the community. See what they post. See what they share, right? If, if that was like my number one thing to do, I would just be like, just take a moment and, and look what your friends are posting and what people are posting on the industry. Secondly, I, I would revamp your whole profile page. Is it, is it clear? Or, or can people go to your page and be like, oh, this is who that person is. This is what they do, right? And is it clear? Is it a clear message? Are, are you sharing um, a little bit about yourself on your page? Because uh, again, I, I really think about your first impression. When, when you meet a new client that you're about to do business with, is your first impression like, 
okay, let's just do business? Or is it a relationship that you're trying to build and you're trying to, you know, share a little bit about yourself. You're trying to understand a little bit about them and the problem that they're trying to solve, right? Those are the best relationships when you could just listen to people. But when people go on your LinkedIn, I, I would focus really on like, what are you, what are you showing people to the world? Like, what is your digital handshake? You know, what, what is that first impression like when people go to your page? And then I would just start figuring out number three, I'll just start figuring out who who's telling my story. Is it my employees? Is it um, my friends? Is it my colleagues? Is it my leadership team? Or like who's telling my story? How can I add them? How can I um, showcase what they're doing? How can I start having conversations with them online? Right, tagging them, posting photos. Like maybe do you have special events that you're you're ha- that's happening in your company? You know, I'll start getting engaged because social media that first part's really important. Right, social. That, that's, that's the whole point of social media is how do you create social? How do you, it's, it is a tool, right? It's not, it shouldn't be a strategy. It's a tool that you, you can use to communicate to people that are part of your community, right? You don't, you're not trying to reach everybody. I want you to, I really want you to, to hone in on the people that actually, you actually care about, the people that are in your industry, the people that you could learn from and the people that you can teach, right? So that's number three is, is who's your who, who's telling your story, right? Number four would, would just be, um, just, Try to 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 repost stuff. If you see other people in the industry that that you follow, repost their articles, repost something, you know, because creating that that like saying telling the world like, hey, I'm here goes a long way. It goes a really long way just saying like, hey, by the way, like I'm here. I'm not just, you know, I'm just not I'm not like a a, a, a ninja on LinkedIn where you don't know if I'm here or not. You actually want to show show that you want to show up. Right. So you want to create engagement. You want to help, you know, tell people that that are in your industry like, hey, uh, my account's alive and I'm sharing stuff. I'm posting stuff. And then number lastly, uh, I would love to to for you to sit down and build a content strategy. Like, what do you, what is your content strategy? What, how are you going to show up this week? And you don't have to actually spend, uh, uh, throughout the day figuring out like, oh, I didn't post on LinkedIn today. So I got to post something, right? That that's a terrible strategy, by the way, what you want to do is actually spend a little time, probably like 30 minutes or less and be like, all right, what, what do I, what am I going to post this week? What am I going to post on Monday? What am I going to post on Tuesday, Wednesday? Just take out, I would take out a, a sheet of paper or your notes and just put five days, like five little things on that sheet of paper and say, all right, this is the content I'm posting today. This is what I'm posting on Tuesday, Wednesday. So you have it queued up and then you, guess what? You just go post it, right? You just go post it, set up a time, set up a cadence because that's going to build uh, uh, that creative muscle and that content muscle. And you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised who's going to show up on your page and who's going to start re- responding and engaging with your content. You're going to be really surprised. And then come back to us and Sabir and myself in about you know a month and be like, hey, this has been working. I need a better strategy. How, how can we hire you guys, right? <laughs> Just uh, based on those, um, uh, based on that advice, what one thing I would want to uh, pick your brain on: yeah. should I should I hire my nephew uh, to uh, post on my social? <laughs> I mean, like, hey, like if, if your nephew understands your vibe and understands your tribe, why not, right? But the thing is, like, with content, you could train people. People can be trained. As long as you have clarity, you have a vision where you want to take your social media, you have a content strategy, it's really hard to mess that up. You could really, you could have your nephew, right? You could have someone like, you know, summer job, winter job, whatever, you know, just be like, hey, here's, you know, uh, you know, five hours a week. I I would just love for you to post this type of content and this is all you got to do. It's it's having that clarity and and communicating what you're trying to accomplish at the end of it, right? So you could literally farm that out or hire a nephew, hire a VA, hire someone that's already on your team and be like, hey, by the way, media person on our team, uh, this I would love to add, you know, these five posts to your your to do list this week, right? And then just give them access and and see what happens because it's the journey of getting things to the right. Like eventually, you want to be like, okay, I'm gonna hire an agency to actually run my whole thing. And when before you get there, you really want to test things out. And and we we use a, a, this word every almost every day in our company called TLA. That means mm-hmm. test, learn, and adapt, right? So we say TLA every day. Test, learn, adapt your content, test it out, 
right? And then if you want to hire a nephew, that might be the first phase. You know, look at, uh, you know, we come from the Vaynerchuk University of Hard Knocks, <laughs> right? So we learn like the people that he actually hired in the very, very beginning were the people that he had chemistry with. It was like, you know, his brother. I, I can he, attest to it. You could, I was right? sharing office with him when he had only five employees. <laughs> five employees. And they, they were the they were, they were his brother. Uh, three of his brother's friends and one of his friends, I think. Like that was it. That was five Absolutely. people. And look what, what he built, right? So yeah. if you're just starting out and you're building your brand, hire the closest people to you or just, just have proximity with people and be like, this is my vision. This is where I want to go. And you'll be surprised who's going to want to get on board with you because you're doing something that is impacting the world. No, but John, my, my point of making that statement was because uh, some executives might think that it's kind of beneath them or whatever. Oh, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just, uh, Jimmy is going to be helping me. He's my nephew. <laughs> yeah. He knows how he knows his ways around his smartphone. So he's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be posting. He's going to be doing those yeah. things for me, but you're not really, then you're not really giving it a, a, a due chance, a proper chance to right. for you to actually succeed because this is your get, brand. Get If you <laughs> care about your customers and your business and your company, you will put the work in it because it's not something you could just farm out, by, by the way, because you want to be able to connect to people. The only way you could do that, you, you, can't, you can't farm that out to little Jimmy. And, and then like him bring you the, the daily insights and be like, all right, well, Steve from this company did this. You want to be participating, a participator in the community of your industry and your field. I mean, you could text it to him and he can take it and he knows the mechanics of yeah. how to post on Instagram with hashtags and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's fine, but, it's not, fine. but not the actual content. The content part is going to accelerate your brand and your experience and your expertise because you are so connected you're so deeply connected to the audience and the relationship that you have to solving their problem you're in proximity and then yeah let little jimmy post it publish it be like hey i want these posted like once a day at these times and but when it comes to content you can't farm that out you just you just can't farm out thought leadership right there's there's no ai button out there for 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 thought leadership and i mean it's developing by the way but i've it, seen those yeah i've seen them too and the thing is like there's nothing there's nothing that could compete with human interaction human connectivity human thought leadership because ai hasn't gone through the the 25 years of experience that you have in this industry right exactly only you, only you have that personal touch, that personal uh, experience where you can you can solve problems in unique ways. Like we've been designed to have this imagination and process and thinking. Like that's that's something that can never replace the human connectivity or human uh, aspect of who we are, right? As people, as leaders, in in, in the C suite, executive suite, right? No one could no one could replace that, right? So you want to definitely be the ones creating the content yourself. And then if you have, if you need help with a like copywriting, you could have someone come and, and clean it up, right? But essentially the thought is there, right? So if you could continue that the thought, thought. leadership is your responsibility. <laughs> that's, that's your responsibility, right? Yeah. And then it's the other writers that will make it pretty and stuff. <laughs> I mean, one, I'm, I'm going to just share this thought and then I'm going to ask you the most important question of the yeah. show. Right yeah, yeah. of the episode, absolutely. One thing: there's always a fear that um, uh, what am I going to write about? Am I going to have enough content? Right. Mm. Uh, there are so many tools now. If you if this was 1984, it's a different story. But in yeah. 2021, for the least, you can just fire up uh, Google.com. Just type in your industry keywords. Don't hit enter yet. It will auto-complete and show you what are the best questions people are asking. Yeah. That's the cheapest free tool that's available to you. And there Absolutely. are so many other tools out there Absolutely. that can give you exactly what is being, what's trending. Google Trends can tell you like what's trending and how people are asked questions. Mm. You, um, if you're in an industry, there's always an industry event that's going on. Yes. Talk about what the event is about and, and if you're going to be attending it and stuff like that. Yeah, there's always ways to every five days a week, seven days a week, twice a day. You could be posting really, really good right. content every single day. There's no lack of content to be made because of the world that we live in today. And yeah. even even beyond Google, ask somebody that, you know, and be like, hey, do you have like what's your what's your what's one of your questions about what what we do here? 
right? You can ask your employee, ask, ask one of your colleagues, ask one of your other C-suite executives, right? They're, they're the closest to proximity and be like, you know what? I've been wondering this one question. Can you answer that for me, right? I mean, yes, Google, absolutely. There's there's other platforms too, like answerthepublic.com and oh, yeah. you can even go to YouTube and, and type in top five questions of your industry and see how people are responding. You know, there's just so, there's so many ways to create uh, valuable content today. You don't have a, like, it's just endless, literally infinity, infinity questions about the work that you do and, and how you could answer those things. So I love, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. So John, thank, thank you for being a part of the show. And now this is my number one question, right? Yeah. What is your number one hundred thousand dollar expert insight into executive branding? If I'm an executive, what should I take away as the number one reason for my executive branding and what what practical thing can i do right away yeah i i feel like the answer has just been on screen the whole conversation and, it, and my number one thing is to do the work just do the work what does that mean it's like when you start doing the work when you start asking the questions when you start answering questions you're going to have new questions that will come up and new ways to create content and new ways to communicate your thought leadership in your space. Once you start doing the work, more opportunities start flooding and start becoming available to you and opportunities that you never thought would, would ever happen, happen. People will start reaching out to you and saying, hey, uh, my name's Sabir. I would love to have you on my podcast. Right? So like, once you start actually activating your superpower of doing the work, the endless opportunities that the world will give and provide is, is just endless. And it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. And, and instead of like just sitting and listening, you, know, you, you want to create more than you consume. You want to create more than you consume. So when you're consuming like, oh man, I follow these people and they just do so, I listen to their podcast every single day. You need to reverse that and be like, hey, how can I do a podcast? Even if it's five minutes every day, 10 minutes every day, answering all the top questions in my industry, that right there, because you're doing the work, you're going to learn and adapt and, and test all the things that, that um, that's available to you and opportunities are going to grow and, and become uh, available to you. John? Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, audience, for tuning yeah. in. Thanks and uh, definitely, audience, if you would uh, go to YouTube or wherever you're consuming this content, you should see all of the episodes that we've had uh, so far. If you want to, if you are the reader type, uh, every episode comes with uh, a five thousand word article that that goes with it. And we're going to do the same with John because we we had a, a ton of knowledge that you dropped here, John. That's going to be really valuable for everybody. Awesome. Uh, uh, thank you for being here and uh, thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.